Have you ever met anyone who was proud to be jealous? Jealousy is something that I think we all recognize as a weakness, a deficit, not something to be proud of, and something which is a pretty hazardous deficit at that. We see this to the extreme in this coming Torah portion of Korach. Korach leads a charge against the leadership in the desert, challenges the authority of Moshe and Aaron, of Moses and Aaron, with a claim, We're all holy. We don't need somebody at the helm. We're all so special. We don't need a leader. Well, our sages see through his claim, and they recognize that Korach would have been quite fine with leadership if only he were the leader. He was jealous of his cousins, Moshe and Aaron, and the fact that the two of them were sharing the lead two positions, and that neither of those positions had spread over to his side of the family. But had it done so, had he been a leader, all of a sudden leadership would have been quite kosher. Jealousy, in its extreme over here, leads to Korach's demise. It leads to the doom of his followers as well. The Great work, Pele Yoetz, kind of encyclopedia in different uh, terms of Jewish concepts and thought, describes jealousy as follows, that Yetzir Lev Ha'adam Ra V'choshek Lios Yachid Bedaro. The natural inclination of a person is that he wants to be the number one. V'chachma, V'masim, V'ushe V'chavud. I want to be the lead person in terms of wealth, in terms of honor, and when I'm not, then Mekanilo, he becomes jealous of the other. And it becomes an ish ochla, a destructive fire that's uncontrollable. Very, very damaging, as again, seen in the extreme in Karach, but so easily recognized in so many more common situations in our world. How do we combat this terrible trait of jealousy? Well, this very same work Peleoites describes the following. He said, if we recognize that kol Yisrael him guf echad ish echad, if I view my peers my neighbors, my coworkers, as all part of the same essence. We're all part of one entity. Well, I, I don't want my body, my right hand doesn't want my left hand to suffer, and I wouldn't want part of my own essence, part of my own family to suffer. Well, we're all family. We're all brethren. And particularly if we recognize we sh- all share the same father. And if I can see that my father has such nacha, such pride, when my sibling is doing well, and that can help minimize any jealousy of my sibling or other loved ones, well, if we can do the same thing by recognizing that Hashem, our God, takes pleasure in the successes of the rest of His children, well, if you're my brother, and we share that same father who's getting that nachas, getting that joy, then of course I'm going to want you to succeed. The second idea that can help us kind of reorient a little bit the Ibn Ezra, the famed Rabbi Avram Ibn Ezra, in his commentary to the commandment of the Ten Commandments, Lo Sachmod, that we shall not be, basically, jealous. We shouldn't desire that which somebody else has. When asking the question, how do I control that? Uh, it's an immediate reaction I have when I see and I have a natural jealousy. How do you simply say, don't be jealous? So he explains as follows. Human nature is such that when something occurs to somebody that's totally out of my box, something that I never would have anticipated coming my way, it's fairly easy to not be jealous. When there's a royal wedding in England and the whole world is paying attention and there's a lot of intrigue and a lot of anticipation and a lot of focus, 
there's not a lot of jealousy, at least not among us commoners. And maybe to the other families of nobility that weren't selected, oh, why is it that I or my son hasn't made it into that family? Maybe they have a tr- may have some jealousy. But to the rest of us at the distance, just totally not relevant to us, totally uh, out of the box, and not something that we ever would anticipate touching our lives immediately. Okay, so there may be some intrigue, some curiosity, but no jealousy. So too, a multi-billionaire gets a new jet. Okay, like so intriguing, maybe curious, but that's something to be jealous of. But this guy that I'm flying with gets bumped up to first class? Whoa, that can be a little bit painful. Or a coworker with whom you've shared office space for the past five years, and all of a sudden they get moved to a upstairs corner office, and you're getting that promotion that didn't come your way, that can hurt. Well, because it's in my box, it's painful. But says the Ibn Ezra, is it in your box? If it didn't come your way, then apparently it's not in your box. What Hashem has provided to others is theirs, and it's appropriate to them. He has provided you exactly what you need for you. And if I can believe that Hashem has given me all that I need for me, then I'm not burnt by the pain of the fact that somebody else gets that advancement, that promotion, gets moved up to first class, and it didn't come my way. The distance of the commoner to that royal wedding? Well, that's the same distance from me to any circumstance that occurs to my neighbor, my peer, my friend, but not to myself. So, some tachla steps that we can keep in mind that can help eliminate this jealousy, and at least keep it to a minimum, this combination of that recognition of the fact that, hey, my life is my life, and what's occurring to somebody else's life, that's for them. And B, well, that distance between me and them, we're all part of one entity, and I should be appreciative, I should be applauding the successes of the rest of me, and I should be thankful that my father is having that nachas, that our shared father, God in heaven, is able to see the successes of his other children as well. Uh, just earlier this evening, I was at a shiva, and somebody was reminiscing about their father of blessed memory, who had been a soldier during World War II. And he had had pretty uh, difficult uh, vision issues, needed glasses, couldn't manage to get by without them. And as his unit was being called up for a shift of location, he desperately was searching but could not find his glasses. And he eventually had to give up. They were leaving without him. It was impossible for him to join them in this particular travel without the glasses. Well, at the moment, this was devastating to him. Here, his comrades, his buddies, moving on, and all because he can't find his glasses, and reminiscing back to as a youth, when he was stuck having to first wear glasses, when it was so uncommon, and all of his peers were gifted with good eyesight, and here he was stuck having to wear glasses. Well, when news came back that almost the entire unit was lost in battle, ha, huh, very different perspective on life from that time and on. Here, those glasses which had been reflective of something that he was missing that others had in terms of the eyesight, and in this immediate context of his inability to do what others were doing, well, that had saved his life. If we recognize that what God is providing to me is what I need for me, then we can hopefully eliminate, avoid this type of jealousy. In so doing, 
better appreciate the lives that we have, better utilize the lives we have, and better achieve our tachlis.